0: Well, the Sneetches is one of my favorite Dr. Seuss stories. It illustrates a lesson that is taught in a far, far, far more important book, the Bible. In fact, James, if you want to turn in your Bibles to the book of James, we're going to look at chapter 2, the first four verses, and he teaches us a very important lesson that I think all of us need to deal with in our own hearts this morning. James chapter 2, whether you're using your Bible, your smartphone, your iPad, if you'll find your way there, Let's look at the first four uh, verses. Here's what he writes. My brothers, as believers in our glorious Lord Jesus Christ, don't show favoritism. Suppose a man comes into your meeting wearing a gold ring and fine clothes, or he's got a star upon his. And a poor man in shabby clothes also comes in, there's none upon his. If you show special attention to the man wearing fine clothes and say, here's a good seat for you, but you say to the poor man, you stand there or sit on the floor by my feet, have you not discriminated among yourselves? And look at this last part. And become judges with evil thoughts. You want to know an unsavory little secret about probably everybody in this room? We all carry around lists. We have a list of people that we think are okay, people that we like. They've got stars upon dars. But we also carry around a list of people that we could just do without because we would see them as they've got none upon dars. We have a list of desirables and we have a list of undesirables. It's true. It's true for nearly all of us that we carry around this list. And we think it's okay sometimes. We've acted like it's okay. But listen, James says very clearly that it is not okay for us to have such lists. That it is not okay for us to have a list of people that we would see as undesirable. Who who do you think is on your list? Who would be on your list of undesirables? And this is not something we talk about very often, is it? Because most of us would never want to admit that we actually carry around such a list. Or we have convinced ourselves that it's okay to have that kind of list because doesn't everybody have one? James says no. So who's on your list? Is it a a racial or ethnic list? You grew up thinking that there are whites and then there are everybody else. Or maybe you grew up being taught that you just can't trust white people. I've heard people comment about other ethnicities, and they'll say things like, well, you know, that's just the way they are. And granted, we all, every ethnicity, white, black, Hispanic, whatever, we all have our own peculiarities, don't we? But you know what they're really saying when they make that kind of comment? Oh, that's just the way they are? They're really saying, I'm better. I'm smarter. My way is always right. Maybe your list is one that is has to do with Education. You look down your nose at somebody that's not as educated as you are. Or maybe you have a real struggle to respect and support somebody in a position above you because they have a little more education than you do. hear about the census taker that uh, was out in the, a rural area. He knocked on the door of a kind of run-down cabin. little girl answered the door and uh, the, the census taker said, Is your dad home? The little girl said, Oh no, he's in prison. He murdered someone. Wow, census taker said, well, is your mom home? The little girl said, oh, no, she ran off after a moonshiner. She's not here. Well, is your sister home? No, nah, she's skipping school today. She's down at the swimming hole. Well, is your brother home? No, he's at Harvard. He's at Harvard. What's he studying? Oh, he isn't studying anything. They're studying him. Maybe your list has to do with gender. You think there are certain positions that a woman just shouldn't hold. Or you think it's kind of weird when men do certain jobs. Maybe your list has to do with age. When somebody reaches a certain age, you just sort of want to shove them off to the side. They're not worth anything anymore. Or you won't give any credit to somebody who you think is too young. Maybe your list has to do with some kind of disability. And you see people with this particular disability... And you just sort of want to forget they're there. Maybe your list has to do with politics. And if somebody has a political view that's different than yours, you're sure they're not going to heaven. You know what? And the political talking heads have done nothing to help this, have they? I don't care which side of the fence you fall on when it comes to politics. We all have our own political talking heads, and they all are mean, or a lot of them, I should say, are mean and nasty towards the others. You know what I think has become a, a very popular list in our culture today? People who are Muslims. Since 9-11, the rhetoric about, the, about Muslim people is over the top. And granted, I'll give you, there are a lot of the Islamic ideas that we would strongly disagree with. But you know what? Every Muslim is a person that God loves. I'm so thankful for Dave and Mara, a couple from our congregation, that moved their family to Bulgaria and with the specific purpose of reaching out to Islamic uh, Turkish people. And So they are are there and they are loving those people and reaching out to them with the hope that as they build relationships, they'll have the opportunity to point many of them to Jesus Christ. And Dave and Mara gave up a lot, have made some big sacrifices to go reach a group of people that some of us might say, they're on my list, if we were honest. You know the story of Jonah in the Bible? Most of us have probably heard at least parts of that story, Jonah was following God, and God said to him as his prophet, Jonah, I want you to go tell the people of Nineveh about me. And Jonah said "Ah," to himself, at least, I'm not going to Nineveh. And do you know why? Because Jonah carried around a list, and the Ninevites were on his list. And so Jonah goes in the opposite direction, and everybody probably knows the rest of the next part of the story where he gets swallowed up by the big fish, and he spends three days coming to his senses, I hope, in the belly of that big well. And finally, when the belly vomits him out onto dry land, Jonah goes to Nineveh and he preaches about God. And a lot of people's hearts are changed. But what we don't often know about Jonah is the rest of the story that happens in chapter 4 of that book in the Old Testament where Jonah, after lots of people, have a change of heart and point their lives towards God, Jonah goes out under a tree and begins to sulk, moan, pout. God wants to get His attention, so God causes the tree around him to die. And Jonah gets really upset about the tree. And then God says to him, Jonah, you are more upset that that tree died than you are that there are 120,000 people in Nineveh that have no relationship with me. You're, You're more concerned about your list than you are about loving people like I love people. Jesus said, love your neighbor as yourself. And when he said that, he had just taught a story about loving somebody of another ethnicity. He had just said to some Jewish people, you need to love a Samaritan. He's one of your neighbors. And Jesus still says to us, love your neighbor as yourself. And your neighbor includes those people that are on your list of undesirables. Paul said it this way in the book of Philippians. He wrote, when you do things, do not let selfishness or pride be your guide. And said, "Be humble. Give more honor to others than to yourselves. Do not be interested only in your own life, but be interested in the lives of others. It's not all about you. It's about others, including those who might be on your list." Gabe Lyons wrote a book called UnChristian. And listen to what he writes in his book. He says, "Nearly nine out of ten outsiders." said that the term judgmental accurately describes present-day Christianity. Just to put this in practical terms, he writes, when you introduce yourself to your neighbor and you mention your faith, chances are he or she will think of you as judgmental. Translated, we have a list of desirables and undesirables. And that is exactly the opposite of what James says ought to be our attitude when he wrote again, my brothers as believers in our glorious Lord Jesus Christ, don't show favoritism. Now, the speeches learned an important lesson in their story. And far more importantly, I think it is a lesson that God wants every one of us to learn. Don't be judgmental. Don't look at any person as less important or less human, or less loved by God. We need to get to the point we realize that everybody has a star upon ours. And one of the steps for us getting to the point where we understand that we, we're all on common ground is by focusing more on what we have in common and less on what divides us. This uh, commercial from the Super Bowl maybe illustrates it. Now listen, we have something that is far more valuable in common with people. We have something that is far better in common with every person on the face of the earth. And here's what it is. God created every one of us. And God loves every one of us. And so maybe, maybe it's time we had a change in attitude. Maybe it is time that we would admit to ourselves, that sometimes we have some unpublished list of some undesirables. Maybe it's time we admit to ourselves that we do have a tendency to put ourselves above others. And maybe it's time that we begin to see people, not the way we see them as humans, but the way that God sees them. In 1 Samuel chapter 16, I want you to listen to what the writer says there in the Old Testament. He says, but the Lord said to Samuel, do not consider his appearance or his height, for I have rejected him. And then this is the important part. The Lord does not look at the things that man looks at. Because what do we look at? We look at outward appearances. We look at skin color. We look at what someone can and cannot do. Man looks at the outward appearance, he says, but the Lord looks at the heart. This change in attitude requires a change in the way that we look at people. It requires us to look beyond the outward appearance of people and look into the hearts of people. One of my all-time favorite movies is Remember the Titans. It's the story of a Virginia high school that was in the midst of desegregation. And in this particular football season, the two schools came together and suddenly black players and white players had to play together and a black coach and a white coach had to figure out how to get along. And it started off very tumultuously. It was a battle. I especially like the story of these two guys, Julius and Jerry, who started off as bitter enemies on this football team. But do you know what happened over time to these two young men and to this entire football team? they stopped looking at the outward appearance and they started looking at each other's hearts. And as they were able to move beyond outward appearances to the heart, they became a team. And these two guys became best friends. Not just for a football season, but for the rest of their lives. Because they quit looking outwardly and they started looking at the heart. And if we're going to get rid of our list of undesirables, the same thing's going to happen for us. We quit looking at outward appearances only. And we start looking at the hearts. Now, it requires a change in attitude, but to make this a reality in our lives, it also is going to require a change of some of our actions. In 1953, Billy Graham was just probably starting out in his career as an evangelist, and everybody knows the name Billy Billy Graham. He was holding one of his now widely known crusades in Chattanooga, Tennessee. As they were planning for this gathering, there was an insistence on the part of the planners for Chattanooga that they honor the system of those times, which meant that there would be ropes placed and the blacks would sit on one side and the whites would sit on the other. Philly Graham opposed that and he kept saying, that can't be that way, it's, that's not right but they insisted. And so on the first night of this crusade, the ropes were in place, but Billy Graham himself walked down off the stage and he physically took down those ropes, saying there should no longer be any barrier between the two of us. And uh, when it comes to our lives, some of us have put some ropes up for our list. And it may not be about skin color. It may be one of those other things that I've mentioned, but we've got some ropes in place and those ropes need to come down. Let me suggest two or three things that I think we could do to take the ropes down. The first is we can take down the ropes by getting to know them. We can take down the ropes by getting to know them. You know what? It is our ignorance that often fuels our list. It is our ignorance that often fuels our prejudice. We don't know them. We don't understand them. And so we keep them at arm's length. I have uh, had the privilege a couple of times now of traveling to Bulgaria and uh, working with the Roma Gypsies there. I have quickly learned uh, as I've traveled there that the Roma Gypsies are not uh, seen in a... uh, They are downtrodden and the outcast of their culture. There is a lot of prejudice against the Roma Gypsies. They are seen as people that shouldn't be trusted They are seen as people that will take advantage of you. And so the Bulgarians want nothing to do with the the Roma gypsies. One day while I was there in their village with the Roma gypsies, they took us by horse-drawn carts, just like this. There's some of us, out into the woods for a fun day of uh, some chicken and I forget what, we played games and all kinds of stuff. As we came back from that trip, they actually, for some reason, they went a different direction and they took us through the town. And as we rode on those carts, I noticed as we were riding along the eyes of other people, Bulgarians, staring back at the gypsies. Now part of the reason they were staring was because there were a bunch of Americans and they were wondering what in the world are we doing with those Roma gypsies. But you know a bigger part of it was? I understood for just a moment what it must feel like to have someone stare at you as if they hate you and want nothing to do with you. And I thought to myself, how can you look at these people like that? You you don't know them. Because during the time that I had been in the village with those Roman gypsies, I had come to learn to see into their hearts. And I had come to see people that you could trust. I had come to see people that were incredibly generous. I had come to see people that cared about each other. And I thought to myself, as those Bulgarians stared so hatefully, you don't know these people. If you knew their hearts, if you would take some time to get to know these people, you wouldn't look at them that way anymore. You would see them completely differently. And I wonder how many people in our lives we keep at arm's length because we've just never taken the time to get to know them. And so out of our ignorance, we sort of live in some fear of them. Now listen, it doesn't happen accidentally. Accidentally. You have to be intentional about getting to know them. You've got to be intentional about spending time with them, about placing yourself in situations where whoever it is that's on your list, you get to know them. And as you get to know them, you get to see their hearts. Here's the second thing I think we could do that would help to bring down the ropes. We need to realize we represent Jesus Christ. I um, I, probably like a lot of you, I have a wide variety of cross point shirts that i wear t-shirts of every color it seems like seems like we're going to run out of colors eventually and uh, so i wear these t-shirts and uh, there are times when i've been out in my cross point shirt and i'm in a store and you know frustrating things happen at stores sometimes you know there's a little conflict or whatever and uh, there've been you know once or twice that i've been in my cross point t-shirt and i've been ready to sort of you know give some kind of little snide remark or something about my service and then I've remembered, oops, I have on my Crosspoint t-shirt. I probably shouldn't say that today. I should just keep my mouth closed. Happened to any of you? You know what? As Christ followers, we all wear the shirt. Paul wrote this in Galatians chapter 3, verse 27. He said, all of you who are baptized into Christ have clothed yourself with Christ. We wear Jesus. And people who don't know Jesus are watching what we do. And they assume that what they see in us is what they would see in Jesus. And so, if we're kind, they think Jesus is kind. If we're gracious, they see Jesus as gracious. If we are rude, what do you think they think about Jesus? And if they perceive that we've got a list, that we are putting ourselves above others, if our prejudices are shining through, then they assume that's how Jesus thinks too. We need to realize we represent Jesus Christ all the time. One more thing. I think that we could take down the ropes by serving alongside each other. By serving alongside each other. Something happens when you serve alongside of somebody and you have a common goal in mind. The walls tend to come down, don't they? Again, that's what happened in the movie Remember the Titans. They had one common goal. It was winning football games. And their common enemy became the opposing teams. And over time, as they focused on those things and they served alongside each other, the walls began to come down. And I think the same thing can happen in our lives. When we will find a cause and we will come alongside those who might be on our list of undesirables and we serve together, suddenly the walls begin to come down because we grow to understand each other. And we begin to function like James said, again, when he wrote in verse 1, My brothers, as believers in our glorious Lord Jesus Christ, remember, we represent Jesus. Don't show favoritism. Don't show favoritism. Jesus said in John 3.16, For God so loved the world. The world. That means that no one, no one is beyond God's love. No one, no one is beyond the compassion and grace of Jesus Christ. And no one, no one should be beneath or below us. Friends, if we're going to honor what Jesus taught and modeled, if we're going to honor what the Bible says, then we've got to be honest with ourselves and admit if we've got some list in our lives and we've got to destroy the list. Because that's what God calls us to. Would you pray with me? God, would you help us to be really honest with ourselves even in this moment? God, I have a tendency to want to deny the fact that I have any lists. And I'm guessing there are a lot of people in this room that are the same way. So, God, I'd ask you today to, right now, through your Holy Spirit, would you come to every one of us. God, help us to see if there are any lists in our lives. Any lists, God. Anybody that we have taken and we've kind of put them on the shelf and said, well, that's an undesirable, I don't want anything to do with them. God, would you break us of that today through the power of your Spirit? God, would You give us eyes and hearts that see people as You do. And God, in every encounter we have with people this week and in the weeks to come, would You, through Your Spirit, remind us in those instances, God, that there is no one, no one, that is beyond Your love. And there should be no one in our lives that is beyond our love for them. God, help us. Help us to be like You. In the precious name of Jesus, we pray.